Welcome to an enlightening podcast from IslamPodcasts.com. We encourage our listeners to please comment and let us know how we can grow in our knowledge to better serve our community. Please remind your family and friends to also visit IslamPodcasts.com for engaging discussions on current events, Islamic guidance, Quran, Tafsir, Sira, and much more. Dear brothers and sisters, uh, all over the world, wherever you might be, uh, tonight what I will do is to uh, try to wrap up, summarize the surah, the last surah which we were uh, discussing, which had, uh, I think, six series, Surah An-Najm, uh, which is the surah, uh, I think it's surah number 25, 26, according to the revelation. And let me just re- uh, remind uh, ourselves that we have done so far uh, 26 surahs. Tonight I will uh, uh, summarize what we have talked about Surah Al-Najm because it's a long surah and there were six uh, series or six sessions uh, uh, regarding the surah. So I will summarize this up and uh, try to uh, conclude this. Uh, but let me just remind that what we have done so far uh, in the uh, accord- according to the uh, sequence of revelation of the Quran starting from Surah Al-Alaq then Surah Al-Qalam, then Surah Al-Muzammil, then Surah Al-Muddathir, then Surah Al-Fatiha, and Surah Al-Masad, Surah Al-Takweer, Al-A'la, Al-Layl, Surah Al-Fajr, then Surah Al-Duha, and I would like to stop to pause a little bit here until Surah Al-Fajr, which were the first, I think, uh, one, two, the first 10 surahs uh, that took place uh, Surah Al-Fajr after that the Wahi stopped for a short period of time which means the Quran was paused uh, a little bit and then there was uh, a big uh, argument in the society of Mecca in the, with the Quraysh and the Jahiliya why is it that the Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam is no longer bringing Quran to them. What's happening? So, uh, and they thought that this was uh, a time to really criticize and attack Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Then uh, again, the wahi uh, uh, resumed with Surah Al-Duha and then Al-Sharh. Then of course, Al-Asr, Al-Adiyat, Al-Kawthar, Al-Takathur, Al-Ma'oon, Al-Kafirun, Al-Feel, Al-Falaq. Al-Nas, Al-Ikhlas, then Surah Al-Najm. Surah Al-Najm came immediately after Surah Al-Ikhlas. So, uh, let's do, uh, summarize this Surah Al-Najm. And of course, before I proceed, I will mention that the next Surah we will be talking about is Surah Abasa wa Tawalla, the, uh, the Surah number 24. Actually, Surah Al-Najm is Surah number 2023. So there are 23 Surahs which we have done so far. And to do that, let me uh, mention that this surah, I can really break it down into three major sections. Uh, section number one, starting from the first ayah, najmi idha hawa, swearing by the uh, star whenever it falls down, all the way to ayah number 18, which says that, لَقَدْ أَرَأَى مِنْ آيَاتِ رَبِّهِ الْكُبْرَى And Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, had seen the biggest and the largest of the ayat of the signs of Allah Azza wa So the first part of the surah talks about very, very important uh, topic here, which is the topic, where do we get guidance from? Who is our guide? Who is our reference or frame of reference? Uh, it begins directly that, look, if you are following a najm or the stars or whoever, 
you might be following, even if it was a star which is absolutely huge and enormous, this will always fall. Anything but Allah Azza wa will always collapse. And that reminds me of the all the talks today that's happening and the discussion about the collapse of capitalism, the uh, eva uh, evading of the era of democracy, the collapse of socialism before that, and then the uh, fading of tribalism and uh, nationalism, all of these, all of these isms, all of these that stands, that stand like stars for the people to follow. Allah Azza wa say, this will collapse. But Muhammad Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam and anyone who follows the guidance of Allah will never go astray. And in all of this endeavor about the message, there is nothing that comes out of Muhammad Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam without being supported by wahd, by the revelation. And then the ayat talks about the strength of the wahd, the power of the wahd, and the power of revelation, and shows even to the to the uh, the, the uh, different variations of how the wahd is revealed either through an angel coming to muhammad sallallahu alaihi wasallam teaching him allamahu shadidul quwa he is being taught by the very powerful angel and allah azza wa jal describes him in different uh, words uh, which we talked about in the first session and the second session and then Allah Azza wa Jal continues to say that even this Muhammad Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam was taken in a journey to see uh, firsthand where does this wahi even come from. It's not that I've seen the wahi coming to me in my bed or coming to me in my uh, uh, seclusion or coming to me while I am in the mountains. No, no, no. You can go and see where this wahi is coming from so that there will never be any type of hesitation or any type of doubt or any type of wondering about this whole issue of wahi. So Allah Azza wa Jal in these first uh, 18 ayat talked about Muhammad Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam being supported by the wahi which will never go astray, which will never collapse, which will never fall. In fact, it will always be there. The wahi of Allah Azza wa Jal never vanishes. It doesn't have an end, doesn't have a time limitation. Whereas everything else, other than the wahi of Allah, other than the, the other than the the words of Allah Azza wa Jal, will always collapse, and brings the issue, the first issue, an najm ila hawa. Remember that the people in Mecca at the time, and the Arabs in general, or even the the whole world at that time, they used to have their guidance at least let's say especially in space in walking in uh, trying to find their paths they follow the star and some of them they used to follow what the stars tell them and uh, which is until today there is a whole uh, 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 myth about people who try to find the uh, based on the stars based on the position of the stars what your future is how you should behave yourself uh, depending on uh, uh, where, what time you were born and which uh, uh, this type of star rotation or star structure you belong to. So this is, uh, uh, even today they still do that, despite the fact that they claim uh, the scientific uh, method of learning and following the science, this mytho mythology about what do the stars say continue to be until today and i remember at the time when reagan uh, was a president in the 80s uh, it was reported that he would him and his wife uh, uh, on a weekly basis they would consult some of those uh, uh, people who follow the stars or who uh, provide some type of expectations based on the uh, what stars tell so this, this is not an old issue too. This is also current. And here Allah Azza wa Jal, in this very beautiful manner, He just says, what if, although it comes as hawa, and when the star collapses, it comes either in a form of an oath, I'm making an, an oath, or it comes as hawa, and I'm talking about the stars when they fall, when they collapse. That's 
starting with this and the rest of the ayat until ayah number 18 talks about this issue the vis-a-vis -vis the wahi the wahi would never collapse the wahi is real the wahi is strong the wahi is permanent because it comes from the permanent which is Allah so that's the first part of the surah of course there are details about what happened uh, in the trip in the journey that the Prophet did and that uh, it was all real it was not a myth the second part which starts from ayah number 19 all the way to ayah uh, 32 so there are there is about 33 ayat uh, I mean uh, 13 ayat here it talks now about this uh, and being specific uh, first we talked about a najm the, the star as being the ultimate guide for people now Allah is coming specifically saying look although you you are following the stars but at the end of the day you are taking certain gods other than Allah other specific uh, uh, sources of guidance if you will and then he talks about Allah one of the gods of Quraysh Al-Uzza second uh, god of uh, Quraysh Manata Mana which is another god of uh, Quraysh, another idol, of course. These are idols. And here Allah is ridiculing this type of idols that the uh, the people of Quraysh are taking as gods. And then uh, uh, the, the height or the highest point of this uh, ridiculing them and uh, putting them under the spot, they're saying, look, all that you are following, all these gods, whether the star in the in the in the skies or the idols on, on earth, these are nothing but names. You give them a name that they are gods, but they are absolutely irrelevant and they are not gods and they cannot be gods and they are uh, uh, they are not even uh, intelligent being. These are just names that you give, and those have no authority whatsoever from Allah Azza wa Allah the creator of the world, he's the one who provides you with an authority to rule, authority to provide guidance, authority to provide knowledge, if you will. Allah is the one who gives authority. No authority given by Allah, no authorization given to Al Uzza, Allat, Manat, or the star or any of these idols, absolutely. And what the people are in reality following, they are following nothing but doubts or suspicions or uh, uh, not certain, they are not following well-defined ideas or concepts with certainty. They are following their desires. You just like to, to claim that uh, 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 there is an idol that we worship. There is a God that we have. Uh, it's what you really, your desires, your interests are being served by this name that you give it, the status of a God. And, uh, and think about today, and we talked about this at length, in the current uh, life uh, or the current uh, era we live in, when the capitalists, they come up with ideas and thoughts and laws for the people to follow and they give them names like founding fathers like democracy like civil state like all of these names they are just to achieve the interest of the ones who make these laws the desires the the uh, inclinations that happen within the uh, within the people within their emotions within their likings within their, uh, their, their, their their instincts and their needs. That's what they are following. Tahwa means that's what you really like to have. You really like to see that the laws are going to serve big corporations. And then you make the uh, people think that these laws come from those idols that you cannot even question. You call them the founding fathers. And... You, you don't dare to question any any uh, uh, any of these. But Al-Huda, the guidance, come from Allah Azza wa Jal. So that's the second part of these, uh, 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 of these ayat. Come about 
the difference and this, if you were the contrast between gods which are absolutely without authority and God who is Allah Azza wa Jal, the creator. And then uh, uh, going to the extreme one more time, Allah Azza wa Jal says, look, وَمَا لَهُمْ بِهِ مِنْ عِلْمٍ There is no real knowledge there. There is something that, oh, I think so. That's to the best of my expectations. When it comes to the truth, to the realities, you cannot be less than 100% sure. Because sometimes they argue and they bring arguments. And those arguments, they may at some point they may sound. But if you really want the final proof and the, the final evidence, the concrete evidence, it's not there. So you say, well, that's what we think is going to happen. That's what we think that the, the way it should happen. This is how we uh, expect the people to accept and to be happy if they do that. But where is the evidence? Where do you get the evidence? Where is the proof? And that is a very interesting notion that today we, in Islam, with the teaching of Allah جل, with the Quran, saying, settle for nothing but the complete truth. I don't accept anything with, with uh, which does not have absolute certainty. Uh, and that's a very major uh, uh, departure between us as the people who follow the guidance of Allah جل, as revealed to Muhammad وسلم, and anyone else in this world. Anyone in this, uh, anyone else in this world keeps changing the rules, keep changing the laws, keep changing their thoughts because they don't have certainty. Uh, and we we have seen how these laws, at some times when they make a law, and then a few years later they find that oh there was a mess, there was a mistake. Then what happens to the people who lived under the law which was wrong? And then when you change it one more time, what's going to happen? Uh, to the people who have been governed by a rule that you, by all your own definition, you uh, you uh, abrogate this rule and you purge it and you take it away because uh, uh, you think it's no longer valid. That's uh, uh, a notion that we have always witnessed within the societies that are not uh, based, their laws and regulations are not based on absolute certainty. Uh, when it comes to the life of the people, how do we conduct our life uh, in this world? You need absolute certainty. Think about, uh, take the example of what they call the civil state or the social contract, where Jan Jacques Rousseau and Voltaire and others, they argue what is the collective uh, uh, will of the people. And they cannot come even to a term or to a definition of the world. They try to give examples to... Uh, to make some claims without any proof, without any evidence. Uh, can you can you prove to me that there is an, a will uh, for the multitude, for let's say one million people, their will is concentrated within one will that represents them all? Absolutely none. Absolutely no proof. This is just uh, a wishy-washy type of thought that could sound uh, uh, reasonable, but there is no proof for that. And that's what this ayat from uh, ayah number 19 uh, until uh, I think from ayah number 19 until ayah number 32. That's what uh, uh, it has addressed. And in between now, in within these ayat, now look, what happens to the people who follow the wishy-washy thoughts, uh, thoughts which are not based on absolute certainty, uh, uh, and those who uh, who do follow the certainty, which uh, which says uh, those who uh, follow Allah Azza wa and follow the absolute uh, certainty, and they can avoid, they can avoid, they have the the ability to avoid the greatest of the sins, they can avoid al-fawahish, which are the, the absolutely uh, 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 things that cause you to deviate all the way away from the uh, from the truth, vis-a-vis uh, -vis the ones uh, who uh, uh, who follow their wishy-washy thoughts, 
and they make mistakes Allah just give this term they really uh, uh, were wrong they did wrong in in their life so if you don't follow the absolute certainty which includes Allah as the creator then that's uh, you, are, you, you, are, you are doing bad you are deviating you are going away from the real truth so that's the second set of ayat which we talked about and this also took about uh, uh, two or uh, three uh, sessions the last part of the surah uh, that starts from uh, ayah number 33 all the way to the end now it talks now it comes to uh, addressing the ones who listen to this now here we talked about guidance here we talked about the collapse of any reference of uh, frame reference other than allah Azawajal, like the the uh, the stars they could fall like Allah, al-uzza those idols which are good for nothing the ones that do not allow you to really be certain about what your life is you actually made your own laws and rules based on what you uh, what you like or dislike based on your own desires now let's see the ones who adhere to the laws of allah Azawajal and the ones who would not then in ayah number 33 allah says i want you to i want you to observe and take an example of someone who really runs away from the truth who is uh, turns his back away and the one who uh, 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 who is very mean in his own even behavior he is not giving he is not uh, 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 able even to provide uh, the wealth of knowledge or the wealth of money or the, the strength uh, to the people uh, what does he have what power he has what knowledge he has he doesn't know uh, or uh, know or even follow the knowledge of uh, that comes from Allah Azza uh, he doesn't know what has been revealed by Allah Azza previously does not even care about it the uh, thing that was revealed to Musa السلام, to Ibrahim السلام, uh, and all of this abundance of knowledge that was given to, by Allah is absolutely ignorant he he's talking about a, a, a symbolic person or maybe about one of the so-called leaders in Mecca and most likely it was it, it was addressing one of the leaders of Mecca like Abu Jahl or Al-Walid or Al-Akhnas these are the ones who have who are hofty who who think of themselves as being the biggest and the most important and the most powerful and and all of these issues here Allah is just just in this ayat said look uh, you don't uh, have knowledge you don't have power you don't know what was revealed before you don't even know what has been uh, uh, written in the scriptures uh, given to Ibrahim and to Musa and of course within that also Isa but doesn't mention any of these and you have you don't have the the this standard that each and every person is going to be uh, uh, binded or being uh, uh, tied up or attached to his own work. There is nothing called that, oh, I am the uh, the son of uh, XYZ, therefore I am immune. I am the one who is the chief of the tribe, so no one can trial me. I am the king, so no one can... Uh, 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 evict me from my kingdom I am the president I am the powerful which I, I have immunity like today uh, uh, Trump in, in America is trying to get the most uh, uh, out of the immunity that that he should have as an ex-president or all of these people who are so corrupt in the world they will tell you oh at the end of the day these guys are immune they have immunity here in this ayat says look you don't even come to the to the final conclusion that each and every person is tied up or is controlled by his own work by his own sa'i as one laysa lil insani illa ma sa'a whatever you have done whatever you have achieved that's exactly what you get you will be rewarded or punished based on 
what you have done. There is no immunity. There is nothing called uh, I am above the law or I am the law or I can do whatever I want. That's not within the scope of Islam. Uh, and in uh, at the end of the day, uh, everything streams back to Allah Azza wa Jal. And that's really the, the uh, one of the final most striking conclusions. وَأَنَّ إِلَىٰ رَبِّكَ الْمُنْتَهَىٰ Al-Muntaha means the end of ends comes to Allah Azza wa Jal. Uh, be tyrant, uh, uh, tyrant as much as you want. Be oppressive as much as you want. Uh, uh, collect the wealth as much as you want. Fight the truth as much as you want. Be the uh, the uh, war lord as much as you want. The thief, the one who steals the wealth of the people, eventually, ila muntaha, the end of ends, boils down to Allah Azza wa Jal, the one who is going to make his decisions and his final judgment either in this world or in the hereafter because it says it's up to Allah Azza wa Jal. This Allah, the creator, the, the, the one, and Allah calls it Ar-Rabbu anna ila rabbika. Uh, and this is, uh, and I mentioned about this, the notion, the way it comes, the ayah to Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, your Rabb, to him is going to be the end of the ends. He has the final word. And that gives me or gives everyone this type of comfort. It's my Rabb, the one I am worshipping. It's my God. It's my Rabb, the one I am following. It's the Rabb that I am taking my laws from. It's the Rabb that is teaching me. It's the Rabb that's sending me the Wahi. It's my Rabb. My Rabb is the one who has the last, the final word. It's not Biden. It's not Putin. It's not Trump, it's not uh, China, it's not Britain, it's not France, it's not any of these. The one who has a final word is my Rabb. And therefore, I am absolutely certain that at the end of the day, justice will happen based on my own uh, belief, based on my own belief in Allah Azza wa Jal. And that gives me the greatest comfort where I am saying and thinking, no matter how much tyranny you can practice, no matter how much oppression you can do, no much how much, no matter how much killings you can do, no matter how much wealth stealing you can do, you can uh, uh, rip the people out of their wealth, but my Rabb is going to solve things at the end. My Rabb is going to have the final word. My Rabb is the one who will make someone laugh or someone cry. The one who laughs the last or cries at the end is based on what Allah Azza wa Jal does, and it's exactly the same one who creates life and death. So life and death, be happy or be sad, be satisfied or unsatisfied, eventually it goes to, to Allah Azza wa Jal. And in between, there are there is a transition period. And within this transition period, some tyrants may enjoy a free ride. Like Assad in Syria, like... Uh, uh, Russia and especially now they are uh, arresting and uh, persecuting brothers uh, who carry the da'wah in, in Russia or in China or in India recently, the ones who killed and uh, 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 people in cold blood in Assam in India uh, where all the cameras were uh, uh, were watching or taking some, uh, some videos or photos and at the end of the day it's, oh it's one person who made an assault on a, on a, on a, uh, on another person who died? It's not like that. It's it's tyranny. There is a tyrannical, uh, oppressive type of activities. Allah Azza wa Jal says, at the end of the day, I am the one who will make someone laugh or someone cry. Someone be happy or someone will be sad. It's my Rabb who will do that. It's my Rabb who can do that. It's my Rabb who has the final word. And it's my Rabb, the one who can give life or death. It's not this big machine of the uh, of the Western world or the Western civilization or the so-called nuclear uh, uh, giants. These are not the ones who can make life and death. It's Allah Azza wa Jal. And it's Allah, the one who, who initially had created people from nothing. He created them from absolutely nothing. And then uh, 
later after they create, he created them from the clay, then he made this generations grow and grow and grow from this uh, marriage type of things. And and here there is a terrain of ayat that Allah starts it with وأنه وأنه, and it's he. And I can uh, just uh, count them and repeat them first. وأنه هو أضحك وأبكى second أنه هو أمات وأحيا وأنه خلق الزوجين it's he who created the male and female من نطفة إذا تمنى وأن عليه النشأة الأخرى number four he is the one who is going to recreate the world وأنه هو رب الشعرة he is the God and the, 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 the Lord of the الشعرة which is one of the stars that the people of Mecca and the people of Arabs used to follow وأنه أهلك عادا الأولى and it's he who vanished, who made the people of Ad vanish. And then talks about the uh, uh, people of Ad and people of Thamud, how Allah uh, uh, he shows these signs that for those of you who do not really, who think that we are joking or we are uh, uh, playing with you great games, look at Ad, look at Thamud, look at Nuh. Uh, and later look at Pharaoh, look at Al-Mu'tafika, all of these uh, nations that were uh, blown up out of this uh, universe simply because they opposed and rejected the rules of Allah Azza wa Jal. And uh, Allah uses some of the words which I have used. Azlama wa atga. Azlam means very oppressive. Atga means very tyrannic. They have tyranny and that's what today the people are really suffering from they are suffering from oppression from oppressive regimes from uh, tyrannic regimes Allah uses these very exact words toward the end of this surah the people of Nuh they were most oppressive they were most tyrannical meaning that the ones before them they were also oppressive and tyrannic but these ones are more so it is about tyranny it's about oppression that Allah uh, bringing all of these ayats so that tyranny and oppression will never pay. P- tyranny and oppression must be uh, eradicated from this world, must be removed, must be uprooted altogether, and must be replaced with justice, as I spoke about uh, uh, the other day in one of my t- uh, talks about the ayah in Surah Al-Hadid where Allah says, I have done all of this that we, we are talking about here messengers, books, Quran, uh, uh, skills, correct concept, so that justice can replace oppression. And here Allah talks about how the the fact that he removed the people of Ad, removed the people of Thamud, and the people of Nuh, and the people of Mu'tafika, uh, uh, because they were tyrannical regimes. They were oppressive regimes. And that is to take a note today when you look and see what is happening in Syria, tyranny, oppression, what's hap- what happened in Afghanistan for more than 40 years between the Soviet and the American occupation. And until now, it's tyranny and oppression. What's happening in Libya? It's tyranny and oppression. What's happening in India? It's tyranny and oppression. What's happening in America and in North America here with the, with the, with the African-Americans, with the uh, uh, Latinos, with the people who are relatively poor, it is tyranny and oppression. What is happening in Libya? It's tyranny and oppression. What's happening in Yemen? It's tyranny and oppression. What's happening in Saudi Arabia? It is tyranny and oppression. What's happening in Palestine? It's tyranny and oppression. So Allah is really focusing here at the end of the surah with all of these ayat that he talked about from Al-Najm, the star once it collapses with the Al-Uzza, Wallat, Wamanat Al-Thalithat Al-Ukhra, all of these eventually saying, look, oppression, tyranny does not pay, does not last. Inna ila muntaha. It's finally up to Allah Azza wa Jal to uproot oppression and, and tyranny. So today, if you stand on the side of oppression and side of tyranny, you may have a ride for five or ten seconds. You may enjoy yourself for a very short period of time, but that will not last. That will not last. You better watch it. You better watch where you belong. But if you are on the side of Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wasallam, side of Islam, the side of Allah, the side of the Rabb, Rabb al-Shara, the side of the Rabb 
boys who makes people laugh and cry the, on the, if you are on the side of the rab who created the people from uh, uh, from a sperm uh, and then grows up if you side if you are on the side of Allah Azzawajal, the one uh, uh, who created the universe and the, and and life and death if you are on this side then you will laugh last you will be happy at the end and then Allah makes it in this uh, uh, f- the final last ayat here there it says look whatever you think it may not happen today I was in a discussion with the people and saying look Allah Azza will not leave this world in, in tyranny it is going to happen with justice you better be on the side of justice someone is telling me when is this going to happen I have been in this world seven years I am seven year years old it doesn't seem that it's coming as if at as if Allah says as if it's it is closer than what you think nothing will stop the return of truth and haq and justice to this world nothing absolutely nothing will stop it and you will you should not be taken at a surprise because it is uh, or, or 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 be sarcastic or not believing it and you are just laughing and smiling and say look at these guys they are they are crazy they think that justice will will replace the oppression you have a new system that can can remove capitalism and democracy and bring islam are you guys kidding do you think someone can overcome the power of america china uh, russia britain france all those in nuclear uh, arsenal are you guys crazy what are you thinking are you really uh, 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 you have a dope or something in, 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 in your brains. And then Allah says, at the end of the day, you better bow down to Allah because whatever he promised, it's coming. And you should worship, you should worship. And eventually, you should worship Allah. You cannot worship Manata Waluza Wallata Waluza Wamanata Thalita Talukra. You cannot worship Hubal, you cannot worship your uh, your systems, your your own uh wishy thoughts or laws or desires. You better worship Allah Azza wa Jal. That is the surah. So Surah and Najm uh, uh, is a very good summary of what was happening in Mecca after the revelation of uh, 22 surahs starting from Al-Alaq all the way to Surah Al-Ikhlas and the response and the reactions of the people of Mecca with very important point here is whereas in the previous surahs in the uh, previously when Allah was addressing what is happening in Mecca the people of Mecca they were or Quraysh or the Jahiliyyah or the Kuffar or the Mushrikeen they were just ignoring all of this issue about God. Uh, that this is something silly. This is something uh, out of this world. But now, now the people of Quraysh started responding to the issue of a God, a creator, uh, a lord of the world. And now they started saying, oh, okay, now we do, we do have our own guidance. If, if you are coming with the... With, with a new system to tell us there is a, a, a guidance uh, from Allah Azza wa Jal, uh, that's guiding you or a prophet oh we have our own guidance we have the stars will guide us so we are not left uh, just like that without any guide no we do so in other words the people of Quraysh started responding to the issues and the concepts that Islam is bringing and that is the first type of uh, 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 mental uh, victory in this uh, uh, in this uh, uh, in this part or in this issue this is the victory where now someone is responding to whatever I am uh, uh, talking or, or or discussing it's not just nobody can ignore me anymore so now they still start saying oh look we have the star okay why do you need a star oh that's our guidance why are you now interested in guidance and hidayah and hadi oh because that's what 
the messenger or the message of Islam or the those the or those who are carrying Islam today, that's what they are really addressing and pushing against the societies. You better have a strong, clear guidance. You better have strong, clear rules and laws and, and regulations that can achieve happiness for you and justice and can uproot oppression and tyranny. Now, somebody has to respond. Somebody has to say, you know what? After all, we have our social contract. Okay. Now let's see if your social contract can stand up to Allah and to Islam. Oh, we have our founding fathers. Oh, let's see if these founding fathers knew about what's happening today in terms of poverty, in terms of uh, financial uh, uh, ill distribution of the financial financials in the world. How much knowledge they had about that? How much knowledge they had about the, the variations in the lives of the people and what's happening. Let's see what type of knowledge or guidance they could have given you because that guidance that you are using from them is putting you in absolutely terrible situation, putting the world in absolutely uh, terrible uh, uh, status where the world is fractured, the world uh, uh, has anything but justice, where the world, uh, the wealth is accumulated in the hands of the few where someone as a person or individual or a family accumulates trillions of dollars, one trillion, 1.2 trillion dollars owned by one family or one, one person. When the rest of the world of the people, more than 60% of the people live below poverty line who are looking for food in the trash cans, that's absolutely impossible and cannot last, cannot last. And anyone who sides with that eventually will have to be sad and cried. And that's the gist of the surah. And I would like to stop right here. It's a summary of what we have done. You can look back at the, uh, at the detailed sessions and see those specifics about the surah that we have talked about. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullah. And stop right here and we'll entertain your questions if you have uh, any. Okay, let me take this question uh, which is posted on, uh, on my screen here. So the government today, they allow us to practice our Salah, uh, Zakah and some practice compared to Farah, uh, the Pharaoh or uh, communist or uh, uh, Samud or add whatever, please open our mind. Well, uh, actually, uh, let me tell you something. Uh, in Quraysh, in Mecca, when the Prophet وسلم, was uh, bringing this Islam, at some point, the, uh, some point, when the when when the ayat really hit very hard on how the society was uh, uh, behaving uh, without the rules and the laws of Allah Azza wa Jal. Eventually, the people of Quraysh came to Muhammad sallallahu alaihi wasallam, and we will talk about this ayah, Surah Al-Kafirun, which is coming. Uh, oh, I think we did talk about this, which was uh, probably I think one, two, three, five surahs ago. Uh, they told him, "Look, uh, why don't you practice your own deen? Leave, leave us alone. Just do whatever you want, and then uh, and." If you want, you can also worship our God one day if you want. But otherwise, uh, uh, just mind your own deen, like today. Mind your own prayer. If that's what you really like to do, to pray and do zakah and uh, hajj and uh, so on, okay, it's up to you. If, uh, actually, we can give you some, uh, some holes you can pray in. We can give you some accounts in our bank so you can put the zakah there. But but if you really if you really want to control how we uh, accumulate our wealth and how the wealth is distributed to make sure that the wealth goes to the largest majority of the people, as you are saying in the Quran, so that the wealth does not remain confined to the few uh, rich people among you, the 
if that's what you are going to do to us, no, 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 no. You will not be allowed to do that. In fact, that's what the Rand Corporation, uh, a few years ago, they, they, they had this very big article uh, about Islam and moderation in Islam, uh, moderate Muslims. They said, look, if you are moderate, moderate means you really want to practice your deen uh, in the manner that you believe in, you are welcome and you will be celebrated. But if you, if you want to bring your deen as, uh, 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 as an ideology that can shape up the relations in a society, then you are our enemy until the day of judgment. Until the end of this world, actually, they don't believe in day of judgment. You are our enemy until the end of this world. That's the difference. So yes, they can allow you to pray, but they will not allow you to practice the laws of Islam. They allow you to fast, but they will not allow you to implement and use the economic and the financial system of Islam. Uh, they can allow you to make hajj, but they will not allow you to have the governance of Islam uh, until and unless you change it the way they want. Uh, didn't you see what, what the world is telling Taliban today? Uh, irrespective of what how Taliban are going to behave, but they're saying, oh, we have to wait and see how you are going to judge or to rule for the uh, role of a woman in, in society. And of course, they mean that they want the women in the society to be like the Western women, according to their ideas. Uh, and we are going to watch and see how your relations is going to be within the rest of the world. And based on that, we will uh, make our own judgment towards uh, Taliban. So in, in other words, when they say we will allow you to do something, they allow you to do those parts of Islam and the deen which do not impact the behavior of the society and the distribution of wealth and the governance and the law of the governance in the in the judicial system, which means you have no say in what is just, what is not just. We just have to abide by our rules and laws. And then as uh, uh, practices, ritual practices, do as much as you want of them. Uh, question uh, people always tone the da'wah career saying you always say victory is near but it's not what is the best reply to this concern well the best reply is uh, which came in surah al-najm where uh, Allah Azzawajal says azifatul azifa it was still in Mecca the people this is still the first period in Mecca where no signs of victory are yet there the only signs of victory is that we are with Allah and Allah uh, is the, the final judge in all of these issues. No more. Nothing. Muslims were uh, being uh, chased and persecuted in, in Mecca. Prophet ﷺ was not uh, enjoying any type of support from anyone except from his uh, uh, uncle Abu Talib until he passed away. That's the only uh, support which was not even uh, uh, strong enough to to keep the the attacks and the and the hassles of Quraysh against him. But then Allah Azawajal is bringing these issues and says azifatul azifa. Azifatul azifa means whatever you are expecting and you think it's remote, it is there. It's already coming. Nothing will stop it from coming. So the victory is coming and nothing will stop that victory. Now, how is it going to happen? Uh, how is it going to materialize? In, in what place, in what location, and at what time? Allah Azza wa even in this surah did not talk about. He did not uh, uh, reveal that. He just said, look, you are simply laughing mysteriously, uh, 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 hysterically, uh, in, in hysterical manner, uh, you don't even uh, think about anything as if you are absolutely drugged, but that will not save you. It is coming. So that's what I would, uh, my response. Uh, from the other perspective, I see uh, in from my own experience, from my life experience, what I have seen throughout the last uh, um, few decades of my 
Dawa. The way the progress uh, of the Dawa and the, the public opinion in support of Islam and the demand for the return of Islam and even the love that people show every time there is a chance for someone to say or to give uh, his opinion regarding the return of Islam, you will find millions or tens or hundreds of millions of Muslims are in support. And that is growing and growing and growing. And the, and the, and the power of the, uh, of the jahiliyyah and the ignorance of capitalism and democracy and uh, civil state and uh, social contract is on the, on the, others, uh, on the fall not on the rise and the uh, uh, divisions and the destructions and the uh, the bonds that have been uh, uh, tying up the fabric of the so-called Western or European or uh, Western in general uh, societies and political systems is uh, uh, whining away and uh, is breaking slowly whether at the uh, pair society level within like what we have seen in the US in the last few years or or between the so-called alliance like between France and Britain uh, and America these days we are seeing that happening day after day but when is the final uh, rise of Islam and the uh, establishment of absolute just system will happen that is Allah says azifat al-azifa it is coming very close and this was said uh, more than 1400 years ago it continues to be said today every time we read the surah and other surahs any other questions uh, brothers sisters any comments okay if there are no more questions uh, no more comments would like to close and stop right here and hopefully to meet you very soon when we schedule the next uh, tafsir session for uh, I think Surah Abasa wa Tawalla which is uh, uh, one of the earlier surahs revealed in Mecca inshallah we'll be talking about that very soon and I hope the brothers can uh, organize it and schedule it uh, based on their time and my time Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh Thank you for listening to this podcast. Podcasts on current events, Islamic guidance, Quran tafsir, and sirah are available at islampodcasts.com as well as on iTunes. Rate, review, and comment and let us know how we can grow in our knowledge to better serve our community. Please subscribe, share, and tell a friend about islampodcasts.com.